Hi everyone, this is Wesley Town. Thanks for joining me today. Welcome to Better Days Season 2. Before I begin today's episode, I wanted to invite anyone who listens in the San Diego area to Better Days Talks, a one-day mini-conference on mental health and suffering. This will take place on July 13th and really is an overflow of this podcast. I'm going to be leading it and you can register at lightsandiego.com. Again, that's L-I-G-H-T sandiego.com. I would love for you to join me. This is going to be a great time to talk in depth about mental health and suffering. And it's for anybody who is working through some hard challenges in life or people that just want to learn more about mental health and suffering and what it means to be human and follow Jesus and what the Bible says about these things and practical help and pathways forward. So I would love for you to join me. In today's episode, I would like to offer some thoughts on anxiety. There are so many cliches and false ideas about anxiety. I constantly hear these in various teachings or conversations. Yesterday, I was scrolling through Instagram and I heard a pastor talking about anxiety in a way that downplayed it and also oversimplified the source of it and the solution for it. This is pretty common and once again reminds me of how we need to be a bit more thoughtful of how we communicate regarding people's challenges in life. We also need to do a bit more research so we don't err in our explanation on a subject or err trying to help people with pathways forward. So let me give you a few thoughts about anxiety. First, anxiety is not always a simple problem caused by worry. Some people may have anxiety because of trauma in their life. And so to simply say it's worry-based is really unhelpful and hurtful and confusing to people because there's people that have been through traumatic events that have this uh, reoccurring anxiety that they're working through. They need help to work through. And so we can't label somebody's anxiety just based on worry alone. Some people may have anxiety because of a medical condition. There are many medical conditions that uh, cause feelings of anxiety, biological reactions in the body that um, incite anxiety. Some people may have grown up in a fear-based home with an immense amount of stress and negativity, and these emotions carried over into adulthood. And so, all of a sudden, you're really aware of anxiety in your life, and you're not quite sure what the root or the source is. And so to simply say, oh, you know, you worry too much, that may not be the case. Some people may be carrying a large uh, load of stress, and their stress load has caused their symptom or their systems, part of me, to become taxed. And biologically, they're just taxed internally. And anxiety is one signal that they are in a cycle of too much stress. So this person might be carrying a large load, heavy weight, super taxed, no healthy outlets for managing that stress. And therefore, they're in this cycle of anxiety and they can't figure it out. But they're not worrying all the time. They're not fearful. They're just carrying a large load of stress. Some people may struggle with worry or fear 
or constant uh, negative thinking. That may be the case, but that's not always the case. So my encouragement is this. Don't be quick to judge a person dealing with anxiety and quickly diagnose the reason they're struggling. This is never helpful. We have to listen to each person and learn what they're going through in their personal context. I've shared with you many times that I had uh, struggled with anxiety and have on and off for most of my adult life. I had no idea what was happening when I first began to experience the emotions and reactions and feelings of anxiety. And I know this, I was certainly not in a state of worry. My body was taxed because I was carrying a large load of stress. And this cycle of stress has had caused uh, this these symptoms of anxiety in me. And I was carrying this in graduate school under a lot of pressure and deadlines and my own personal uh, pressure of succeeding and getting straight A's. And so uh, I put a lot of pressure on myself and I had anxiety and I had no idea why. So I share that story with you to help you to understand anxiety is not as simple as we often think. Just somebody worrying all the time. That can be the case, but there can be many other causes or underlining underlying roots to a person's anxiety. Number two, anxiety is used in neutral and positive contexts in the Bible. Most of the teachings I hear about anxiety in Christian circles almost always paint anxiety as a negative. The problem with that conclusion is twofold. First, anxiety can be a good emotion, heightening our awareness, causing us to be alert, and protecting ourselves from danger or potential danger. Let me give you an example. Let's say you're at the San Diego Zoo. And you're just walking around, enjoying the wildlife, the animals. It's amazing. Uh, And all of a sudden, you notice that a lion is out of its cage and running in your direction. You are going to experience anxiety. Your fight or flight system is going to kick into gear. And that's a good thing. You're going to become aware, alert. You're going to react to protect yourself. That's not a bad thing. Another example might be today. I'm going to watch the World Cup match between the USA and England, the semifinals. And as I'm watching, I know this for sure because I'm a sports fan and I watch a lot of sports. I'm going to feel a little bit of anxiety for the USA, especially if it's a tie game or close game or if they're down by a goal. And me feeling that emotion of anxiety is not a negative. It's a normal. So sometimes it's a normal emotion. We feel it when we're nervous or there's a dangerous situation. So anxiety can be a neutral or a good emotion at times. Second, I said the problem with that conclusion is twofold. Here's the second reason. Anxiety is not always used as a negative in the Bible. The term can refer to normal human concerns in the New Testament. Paul, the apostle who wrote half the New Testament, talks about his daily anxieties for the churches he cared about. He had a healthy and caring concern for people. Think about a parent with healthy concerns for their child. It would be unnatural for a parent to never have a healthy concern for their child. 
The same is true with each of us in various contexts of life. There are natural human concerns we have that are good and normal. So to always paint anxiety that in the Bible, whenever it's used in the Bible as a negative is wrong. It's not right. And uh, it's not good research. It is used neutral and positive in different contexts in the Bible. Third thought about anxiety. Anxiety can also be in context of unhealthy, obsessive human concerns. So it can be used neutrally and positively for normal human concerns, but it also can be used of unhealthy, obsessive human concerns, or we would say worry or a cycle of fear. You're in a state of constant fear. Sometimes we as humans can become obsessive in our concerns. These thoughts can be projections of things that are not real. We may have fears and concerns about something that has not or will not happen. We can begin to think in distorted patterns and create anxiety in our soul. Psychology calls these cognitive distortions. But here's the thing. How we communicate about this type of anxiety is important. Because when I look at scripture, God paints a picture of a loving father who wants to help us carry the loads of life and concerns of life. He wants us to cast our worries or anxieties to him because he cares for us. He is not condemning or berating us for anxiety. He is lovingly inviting us to talk to him, find help in him, and trust him with our lives. Let me give you a few scriptures that kind of paint this picture. Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Do not be anxious. This term anxious is referring to obsessive human concerns. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. That's a loving father bidding, inviting us to come to him to talk to him, and to find peace in the midst of trying circumstances. Another verse is in 1 Peter 5, 7. It says, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. That's the picture of dealing with fear, worry, anxieties in scripture. We have a loving father who deeply cares about us and desires to help us. And here's the reality. We are humans living in imperfection, in a broken world. Sometimes this means we get overwhelmed, or we overthink, or we worry too much, or we think about things that are not reality. When you're doing that, when I'm doing that, know this, God cares about you and has compassion for you. He wants to help you and grant you peace in the midst of the challenging context of life. Here's my fourth thought on anxiety. Anxiety is not something that we have to be paralyzed by our whole life. There are ways to manage anxiety. There are practical lifestyle changes we can make to help with our anxiety or stress. Things like sleep patterns, healthy sleep patterns, exercise, diet, learning to manage stress loads in life, writing things down instead of thinking about them constantly changing unhealthy thought patterns 
or you might say self-control in our thinking. There are also people who can help us to identify the underlying cause or causes of our anxiety and give us tools to move forward in a healthy way. Sometimes that means getting a checkup at your doctor and ruling out a potential medical cause since there are times that health-related factors can contribute to anxiety. For example, the Cleveland Clinic notes one of the medical factors that sometimes contributes to anxiety is thyroid problems. They write, thyroid problems are amongst the most common medical causes of anxiety, either because the gland is overactive or underactive. Parathyroid and adrenal gland conditions can trigger anxiety too. The female hormone estrogen can also prompt anxiety when the menstrual cycle fluctuates and during menopause. So I want you to understand that there are ways that you can get help. There are professionals, pastors, therapists, people that understand anxiety, friends, family members that might help you think through, walk through, ask questions why you're feeling these emotions and feelings on a constant basis. They can help you with tools. They can help you think it through. They can help you move forward in a healthy way. Doctors as well, if your uh, anxiety is based on a medical condition, can uh, provide you with the opportunity to take some tests and check your levels and uh, find out and pinpoint what exactly is going on and help you to move forward in a healthy way. And so I want you to know that anxiety is not something we have to be paralyzed by our entire life. My fifth thought on anxiety is this. If you are struggling with anxiety, it is okay to get help, which is a perfect segue from what I just talked about. It doesn't have to paralyze you in your entire, your entire life, pardon me. It's okay to get help. Don't be afraid or embarrassed to seek out help for your anxiety. It is actually quite normal. And there are times in life that we are overwhelmed and we just need a little help to get well. I've had extremely successful people dealing with severe anxiety reach out to me for help, for guidance, for tools, for pathways forward to just understand what they're going through. It happens to many people. It is normal and is not a respecter of person. So you may be like, oh, but I can't tell anybody because I have some social platform or I'm super successful or I've always portrayed myself as really strong. Listen, we don't want to put up a front that our life is perfect and that we have no struggles or challenges. You could be in any phase or stage of life and struggle with anxiety because it's no respecter of person. So you may be a student, you may be a successful person in your field, and you've been struggling with this for some time. It's time to get help, and it's okay to get help. I also want you to know, as a Christian, if you're a Christian listening to this, sometimes there's this stigma, this false idea that, you know, Reaching out to professionals for help is wrong. Well, that type of thinking is actually wrong because God has gifted people to help people. To think that we can care, uh, carry every challenge and struggle in our life on our own is a false reality. People help. 
Community helps. God has given people, skills, gifts to help other people. So you opening up your heart and your life and your struggle for help and finding somebody who can really give you some tools and pathways forward and listen to you and unearth the underlying cause of your anxiety is a beautiful, wonderful thing. And God has given those people those gifts to help you. So don't think you are unspiritual, that you haven't prayed enough, you haven't had enough faith and, uh, you know, reaching out for help is not right because it's just a spiritual problem. That type of thinking continues the stigma and the false cliches that people have with mental health and suffering within the Christian context. Reaching out for help is good and right and healthy and God will bless it. And you don't have to do it on your own. And you are not more spiritual because you have no problems. In fact, all people who are spiritual have problems, struggles, brokenness, difficulties, challenges that they're facing. To paint a, a, the opposite picture on the spectrum, that spiritual people live in imperfection, that is false. That is not real. I know of no one that loves God and follows Jesus that lives in a perfect state. In fact, the people that I appreciate the most that love God and follow Jesus, they're open with their struggles. They're open with their challenges. They're open with their story and their failures. That's a beautiful thing. And that's a real picture of life in a broken world, being human, following Jesus. So I say all that to say this, it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to reach out for help. And it's not an indication that you are unspiritual. So be free from that train of thinking. It's false. It's something that I'm trying to deconstruct. And I want to encourage all of you. There is hope for better days ahead. So much love to all of you. I hope this was helpful for everyone experiencing and working through anxiety. I'll talk to you again next week. That's a wrap for today. Thanks again for joining me. This is a new podcast and I would love for your help to spread the word to bring hope for better days to as many people as possible. You can send a link to your family and friends, post something on your social media and write a review on iTunes. Thanks for your support. I can't wait to join with you next Tuesday for another episode of Better Days.